This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. For advice from a real girl who might not have the answers, but goddamn, she'll try just a tip and you'll be on your way. With Meg and Batoon on Friday. Welcome to another episode of Just a Tip, a tangential advice podcast hosted by me, Megan Batoon. Earlier today, I was feeling really icky, so I searched good energy right now. On YouTube, which is the wildest thing. Actually, it probably isn't the wildest thing that I've searched on YouTube, but that's why I have a friend here to help me help you. Cat Burns! <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't talk, she's actually a mouse. Meow, meow. <laughs> I just ate a, I'm, I'm a cat. I ate a mouse, and that's, anyways. <laughs> <sighs> oh my God. First of all, I'm so excited to have you here. I feel like you're one of the first people I've ever met moving to LA. Oh my gosh, I broke your LA seal. You did. Oh, you're a little baby cherub. I was a cherub. Yeah, your agent introduced you to me. Is that right? Yeah, I was I was doing a submission for Tegan and Sarah were doing a musical. Yes. And then I just met you and instantly was like, "Do you like want to act?" I was like, "You're yes, like the lead and I of this. love you." Oh, it was so fun. <laughs> that was super fun. Oh, yeah, I was trying to figure out how that happened and you're right. That was that that was Your dance agent at the time. Yes. And which is crazy cuz I don't really have a dance agent now. Well, it's never too late to start again. <laughs> I have been making a piece that I hate, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> this is about you right now. Oh, goody gumdrops. <laughs> you may know Kat from choreographing for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and virtually every other comedy show on TV. But after a quick internet stalk, we found out that you are unsure of how often you should wash your beanies. Is this true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I just washed all my hats. You wash your hats? Well, I, you know, I'm not sure how often. I looked at it, they looked gross, and I washed them. You wash them by hand or in the washing machine? Just in the washing machine. Oh. But I don't know, is a beanie a thing you're supposed to wash often? I get so sweaty. It make, I, I would think that you're supposed to do it like a few times a year, but I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't month, think I've ever know. put a beanie in the washing machine. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we I should. have lice. <laughs> I have lice. Well, it's just like, do you have Time Hop, that app? Yes. Where you look back at your life. I, I have a problem of like looking back at things and not moving forward. That's another story. <laughs> but um, anyways, so it was like Time Hop. And it, I just always saw this like maroon beanie that I've been wearing consistently for four years. Right. And then I was like, oh, I've never washed that. And I have been wearing it pretty regularly. Right while dancing and choreographing and just being a person in the world so yep that's good that you can pull off beanies i feel like now that my hair is short i cannot yes you can i wear a beanie with a short hair really yeah do you do it like okay so i think there's a couple ways you could wear beanies and some give off the wrong vibe like you could do one that's like almost like half off your head like have you seen Ed, uh, that's Ed and too Eddie? Cool for me that's too cool for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed, Ed, and Eddie had one of the characters who, like, I don't even know how, like, it was defying the laws of gravity the way that this beanie was, like, hanging Maybe by a safety a pin? I mean, bobby a pin? safety pin? You, you don't know their hair. They could <laughs> safety pin it. I'm a bobby pin, but 
Let's pretend it was a safety yeah, pin. A bobby pin. Yeah, that would make sense. But it's a cartoon character. But also, there's also one where you put it like on your head, like over your eyebrows almost. That's like the hip hop way. Is that what you do? Uh, you know, the very first thing people describe me as is soups hip hop. So hip-hop. me and my hip hoppers, we love a low beanie. <laughs> Oh, Catburn's a hip hop girl? Yeah. A hip hop girl. Always wearing that marine beanie. I can't. I look bad in beanies. And so I gave them all away. And I, I feel bad. I feel like I'm disowning my roots because I feel like I'm more of a hip hop girl than not. Yeah, you're more of a hip hop girl than a not hip hop girl. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, Well, fun, fun find for a beanies is the Army Navy surplus store. They have all kinds of colors and they're cheap. Whoa. They're like half the price of an Urban Outfitters beanie. First of all, couple questions for Urban. Why number one, why is everything that expensive? Is there a reason? Aside from it being cool. Uh cool's expensive. So cool. Cool is cool. expensive. That's yep. sad. I mean thrift I don't stores know. are in now though again. So what that's is in? Thrift stores? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Doesn't believe in thrift stores? No, no, no. They're great. They've been in for a while. I used to wear thrift shop thrift shop dressers dressers oh my lord <laughs> thrift shop dresses thrift shop dresses why is that hard to say thrift shop dresses it okay, is well, it turns out it's not hard to say so you just did it perfectly great i've <laughs> been practicing that's all i did this morning what? Is practice how to say thrift shop dresses <laughs> how did you know all of my affirmations this morning was just me looking in the mirror saying thrift shop dresses in different voices <laughs> okay so our conclusion of, on beanies is wash them briefly wash guess- them when they stink Oh, that's good. I mean, is it? Yeah, I would say. I think uh, another thing that you don't know how long to wash them or like how often is jeans. Oh, I have a jean hack. (gasps) So if they get a little stinky, Mm -hmm. just because you've worn them like once or twice or whatever, if you put them in the freezer, it's like a natural antibacteria for some reason. It kills all the bacteria. Straight up in the freezer, do you have to put them in like a Ziploc bag? Oh, I don't know. I just put them (laughs) straight in the freezer. You do? Yeah, no. If you put them in a Ziploc bag, then it's defeating the purpose yeah, i think I you're just you're supposed right. to fold them and put them in the freezer huh as okay. long as your freezer doesn't smell weird then you're fine yeah i guess that would be the, <laughs> the caveat 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 <laughs> i'm french i'm so sorry <laughs> okay as much as this, i want this to be a french podcast it is not it is an advice podcast people write us in to with their problems and we do our best to try and help them out of their situations are you ready I love to tell young people what to do with their lives. Love it. <sighs> Who's the youngest person you know right now? Uh, it can't be like a niece, but like someone that you can oh, have. Oh, well then you just ruined it. Someone that you can have like an actual conversation with. Like what's the youngest friend that you have? Maybe like early 20s, like assistants that I've met through jobs and stuff. Yeah. And one of them was like, she was like having a, a bit of a crisis about being an ass, like a personal assistant and being, feeling overwhelmed by it. And I was like, listen, I know I think you think I'm like established and cool and stuff. But when I first moved to L.A., I was a Paramount page and I stood at the bathroom and pointed to where the bathroom was for the Soul Train dancers. Let me tell you about working your way up to its. I, I didn't this. quite say it in that sentence, but. Right. Basically, she was feeling overwhelmed. And I was like, that's just kind of part of it. Yeah. Like in L.A., you know, a lot of really well-educated people will come here to start from start from the very bottom. And it can feel very overwhelming and stressful. And I was like, if you ever want to talk or go to lunch, she's like, really? So uh-huh. I'm a good person. So, so and this is <laughs> so. all that matters here is I'm a great person. <laughs> and cool. <laughs> and old. <laughs> I shop at Urban Outfitters on the daily. I did go into Urban Outfitters literally yesterday. And I walked in. I was like, everything just looks 
too young. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be showing my midriff. I all of a sudden I'm age, over it. I'm aged out of urban. Oh, my God. What do you think about, um, like, 60 and 70-year-olds wearing tube tops? <laughs> this is something I have an issue with. In I was watching a show, and there was a gala, and one of the grandparents was wearing, like, a sweetheart dress. And, I mean, oh, you know what? It was a classic. It was an old film with... Um, not Marilyn Monroe. Oh, Marilyn Monroe was in it. So around mm. that era. And one of the ladies was wearing this sweetheart dress. And she was like, I would say maybe like 68. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm pro-aging. <laughs> I'm serious. Like everything says anti-aging. And it's anti-aging. Anti-aging. It's all this stuff that we're fed that like the literally the one thing that we're going to do is age. Right. Right. So I'm pro-aging. I'm pro like letting yourself age gracefully and embracing what happens. So I think it's really up to each woman how much she wants to show and how she feels comfortable. Mm. I mean, I'm currently like in a turtleneck covering my whole body phase. And <laughs> yeah, no, so- same. Yeah, <laughs> truly. But I'm saying if I if I find myself in my 60s and I want to rock a midriff and a sweetheart necla- neckline, then I'm going to do it, damn it. And maybe I'll it. have purple hair or something. If I'm feeling myself at that age, I've accomplished the things I want to do. I want to feel vibrant and strange. And my mom, my mom's around that age. And she's like, the weirdest thing about getting older is that nobody cares. Nobody looks at you. You're invisible. She's no. like, you're invisible. I was like, mom, that's not true. But she, and then and then <laughs> well, she came to see uh, our crazy ex special. And then it was mom and dad. And I was like, it was just like added a place in Eagle Rock, um, like a, a pinball hot dog place. So you could imagine the hipsters <laughs> that were there. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I dare you guys to slow dance to this song because they were playing like 1960s songs. Right, right. And they were like, oh, my God. It's, I was like, I was like, well, mom, you said you're invisible. Nobody will watch you anyways. And sure enough, they stood up and slow danced. And it was very wonderful. And not a person looked. Wow. <laughs> it was so strange. That is. But I found it adorable. That is adorable. I love that. I feel like I, I mean, I right now wouldn't wear a sweetheart neckline. So I feel like that's why I was like, <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, this is crazy. Because like my grandparents wouldn't wear that. I wouldn't wear that now. So I feel like when I'm 60, I'm going to be really like. I'm going to be like a Banana Republic magazine. I mean, I was wearing one. I, I was wearing one pieces my whole life. Like I, you mm. know, I, I'm I'm a one piecer even like at the prime of like the hot bod teen phase. I was like one piece, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> All the way to the neck to cover my chest acne. <laughs> I love. I'm a so good glad one. I don't have chest acne anymore. It was a phase. Yeah. How'd uh, you get rid of it? Uh, well, you know what? You actually have to, uh, since, like I said, I love getting advice to young people. Love this. And this is an advice podcast. Uh, well, if if you work out, you have to change your clothes right away. Yes. Otherwise, like the sweat and your sports bra, you have to change your sports bra too. You have to change your right. sports bra and your shirt like the second you're done working out. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just a really sensitive area will break out faster. I have a note for sports bras. Stop being that tight. <laughs> no, no one should do this. Hey, sports bra, are you listening? Hey, sports Turn bra. Up. Hey, sports bra. I feel like like legit sports bras are like a coffin for my tatas. Mm. I need, I want it to be like. Also, I feel like I've broken bones by putting a Just sports trying bra to get on, on and taking it off. Why yeah, don't more sports bras have the clasps? Why and put the clasp in the front? That's a great idea. Maybe you know what your next calling is. <gasps> designing sports bras. Just designing sports bras, and it can say ta ta. I love it. One, <laughs> one for each. <laughs> I love that. That is actually, I'm putting that on my to-do list yes. right after this. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ta- I was trying to make a pun with to-do and tatas. Ta- oh, that's ta- good. Ta-do's. Ta-ta-do's. Ta-do's. There's a, a Dimitri Martin um, drawing that I love, and it's, uh, it says magician's to-do list, and then it's got two things. It says to-do, ta-da. And it's so good. I love it so much. I printed it out. To-do, ta-tas. Ta-tas. Oh, there it is. Even better. Thanks, Dimitri. (laughs) Thanks, Dimitri.
All right. We got a 17-year-old guy question. Ooh. That's my specialty. (laughs) I know one thing about being an older woman is what 17-year-old creepy-bessant males like in need in their lives. Let's do our best. (laughs) I'm a 17-year-old guy, and I have always wanted to dance. Unfortunately, I live in a very rural area, and there aren't any dance studios near me. I've been watching videos and following choreography tutorials on YouTube, but I don't think I can improve without some real instruction. What's your advice for a wannabe dancer that can't learn how to dance? From Dancing Disadvantage. Oh, Dancing Disadvantage. Oh, I have lots double of D's. Oh, mm. oh, well, maybe not. Well, on the ta-ta tip. <laughs> 17 years old. Wait, how old were you when you started to dance? Five. Whoa. Well, like my first, my first professional, I guess, class or just official class was when I was five. How about you? Um, I, I guess my first dance class was when I was 18. What? Yeah, I was a cheerleader before. Uh, well, you must have taken a dance class as a cheerleader, or like they taught routines. They taught, like, yeah, they taught us how to dance, but our cheer dances were like so, like at fourteen, with rib- you rhythm. were like robots with rhythm. R- robots with rhythm. That's but I appreciate, I appreciate a clean dancer yeah. who's sharp. But I feel like when I first started to dance and getting comments on the internet, like doing live performances for World World of Dance, I got so many people saying like, "She's so stiff." And it oh. took me so long to like be able to use my chest and things, or oh, like yeah, my makes torso. Sense. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that kind of like burned into my brain that I'm like a stiff dancer. But I think I'm I'm better now. You're not a stiff dancer. You're a great dancer. You're very thank fluid you. and sharp. Thank you. So are you? Oh my god, thank you. Let's dance it. And a five, oh. six, seven, eight. Da, 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 da. Wow, we are overdue it. for a dance session. We really are. We need a. We collab. were supposed to do that so many times. We've been failing it, friends. <laughs> I've been failing at friendship. I have, I mean, you're a really lovely human who I wish I would see more than once every three years. Is so so our pattern is. We can make this happen. We'll wash our beanies. We'll freeze our jeans, and we we'll can... dance together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was his name? Dancing delusion. Dancing delusion. <laughs> dancing disadvantage. Oh, sorry. Dan- He's got to figure dis- out how he can get better without going to a real dance class. So let's talk about real disadvantage. Okay. If he's got both his legs and all his body parts, he's actually not at a disadvantage. So that's a bonus. Love that. Um, there are really so many amazing dance tutorials that are coming out now. And I'd recommend filming yourself so you can like, yes. you know, get a flow of how you feel. And um, if you want to do more hip hop, Dexter Carr, do you know him? Yeah. He's been doing stuff like a bunch of teachers from Playground have been doing stuff. Oh, cool. You can kind of go down a rabbit hole of tutorials. And I think I haven't subscribed, but um, I, I, I'm sure that you have like a beginner level. And then also like... Maybe, uh, you know, I, I think one of the keys to finding your own joy is if there's a lack of it and mm. you can't find it, then you have to create it. Yeah. So if he started a group of like, hey, anybody want a dance session? Like a lot of crews like form that way, or, like yeah. they're from wherever and and they just hung out and vibed out and, and, you know, you feed off of each other and you learn from each other and you teach each other and um, that's a fun way to start because I'm sure there are other people in his community that want to dance as well. Absolutely. And then separate of that, there's a bunch of conventions that come into every little small town. And, and maybe you might have to travel like a few hours out of your small town to, to go to one of those conventions. Like World of Dance travels everyone teaches. And mm-hmm. um, there's just a bunch depending on what kind of style you like. And uh, honestly, there is no excuse. Like I, I videoed like uh, since I'm old. As oh I said God. previously, I don't. I'm I'm cool with it because like old means wise, and that's why I'm here. So, <laughs> um, I would like do a 
I guess MTV, like you know, when they had music videos, mm-hmm. and then there would there would be like the live in studio performance when you could actually see what the choreography was for the first time. It wasn't like cut right. away to like swimming down to buy a locket from the the monster god under the sea. That's not really it. <laughs> that was kind of like a Britney Spears reference. Like, yes, of course, I knew exactly what you were talking about. Nope. Oh, for me, you shouldn't have. Well, went Oops, down and <laughs> yes, exactly. So you could actually learn the choreography, right. and I would just rewind my VHS over and over again. Yeah. Um, and also, if you don't have anyone to learn from, then make up your own moves. Yes, I've done all of these things. Yeah, I was from a small town in Orlando. I mean, it sounds like not a small town because it's in Orlando, but it was, and I didn't know of any dance studios yet. And so I did the exact same thing. I was watching people on YouTube, and I would put the laptop in the mirror and press like spacebar a lot, mm. and then try and figure it out. Uh, and then I would record myself, and then put it in an editing program side by side, and then critique myself of like what. Wow, it was a whole thing. Wow, I still do that now. Like I'm working on a piece for a class that I'm about to teach and I've been like struggling so much with it like oh my god I've had like four sessions and I hated everything I did it felt so foreign I felt like I was forcing it and I was like this isn't what's cool anymore like and I just like I didn't feel like me and so I went into the studio and I put up signs and I was like oh yeah it was like so kind of lame but I loved it you are cool (laughs) it said um fun is greater than hard and then another one said like is it fun? And the other one said, stop overthinking. Because mm. I would just like overanalyze it and be like, is this smart? Is this, uh, is is it like cool to watch? Is it feel cool? Does it seem like a cool person would also make this move? And so I was like, oh, I hate that. And so I went in the studio, did it, finished it, recorded it, and then I replay it on my editing program and then I'll write notes in. So when I'm watching it back, I'm like reminding myself like, oh, change this, like flail your arm, not flail, but like wave your arm out a little bit longer there or uh-huh. work this longer. Uh, and it really helps like recording yourself, even not just dancing, but like being on YouTube. I've realized my voice by just countless hours of staring at my face and like seeing how unfunny some jokes were and be like, oh, I learned that that didn't work for me. Mm. I think recording and rewatching yourself is an incredible tool to learn how to dance or or just just keep flowing yeah i mean i don't look back at things i do no a lot no like once you make something well there becomes a there becomes like an anxiety that overtakes the creative process if you're focusing on being cool and for me i do use the word fun a lot or actually for me it's play like if i'm feeling overwhelmed and anxious like starting is the hardest part i'm like i'm just gonna play yeah. We're just going to play. We're just going to play and see what's fun and sticks and let's That's not worry about it. That's what you said when I met you on the Tegan and Sarah Is that thing. what I said? You said that. Oh. Yeah. I, didn't I was realize. like, I love it. I love Yeah, playing. we're just going to play. We're going to find it. That's so cool. And then I'll be more specific. I well, And then they're like, wait, I thought we were just playing. You have very specific notes for us. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. These yeah. are the Sometimes... rules for the playground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's really, I love the idea of play. I mean, I think that's like. When I get too bogged down with format, whether it's like a YouTube channel or a dance or even the podcast, it's like sometimes you just got to like get rid of the rules and just go with what feels good. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even if it doesn't seem like it's that hard or cool, as long as you're having fun, I feel like that's where the good stuff is going to come from. And that's essentially what being cool is, is being authentically yourself. Oh, yeah. Past that, whatever. Yeah. I love feeling like myself. Feeling (laughs) not like myself is the worst feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. Like when you just feel like you're trying too hard. Yeah, or trying to be someone you're not. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I hope for everyone that they can feel themselves. Yeah. Just feel yourselves. Yes. 
that sounds like this this quote from the cabin porn that is sitting right next to you. Yeah, there's a book that everyone talks about. It it is called Cabin Porn. It's very boldly named, and it's just like these really aesthetically pleasing pictures of hiking mm. and you know cabins. I'm so glad you opened it. I was gonna just stare at it this whole time and really wonder what it was. I well, I did that for you because you. the first time that I came here, I really wanted to know what was up. And how no many guests me. mentioned the book? What's um, the percentage? I, I mean, not too much, but since I did, I count that a lot because <laughs> this is my experience. Because you're the most important guest. I would say like 30%, which is not a lot, but it is more than zero. It's also just looking right at me. So <laughs> Okay, I'll turn it around. No, 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 it's cute. It's it's all just cabins, guys. There's no naked people uh, fornicating in said cabins. It's well, just... I didn't page through all of the pages. Oh, okay. <laughs> so maybe it goes a different direction towards the middle. You know those books that sometimes are like double headers where like one way it'll be right side facing up Ooh. and you turn it over and it's like another, like sometimes magazines do this weird yeah. like double issue thing. It's like maybe a parallel like universe. That. Yeah. Do you think that there are other yous in other worlds? No. Okay. I No, I don't. I And I just did my... I don't... I don't let's not talk about it. Okay. I, get, uh, I just did my friend Michael McMillan's podcast about Bigfoots and stuff, and I was very stressed out because he had a rapid... Yeah. He had a rapid fire question about if I believed in a bunch of stuff, and I didn't... Ooh. And I don't know what I believe. And um, <laughs> if I think about other things and alternate universes and, and aliens and UFOs and... A ghost versus an angel. I just, I'll crumble. Yeah. I'll crumble. I will crumble. And I, I crumbled into a pool of sweat and I'd really not like to revisit it. Yes, I need to go see therapy. I get it. This is an advice podcast. I should decide I what I believe it. in. I get it. I really want, oh, I should do, I mean, oh, somebody has a podcast that's about like uh, unsolicited therapy or something like that. <laughs> I, Which I feel like every time I meet a high school kid is about to graduate, I yeah. feel like every adult our whole lives is given unsolicited advice to, totally. what do you want to do with your life? Well, let me tell you what you should do. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm over it. Okay. A wrap up tip for this person. Ooh, if there was, is there a dance app, a dance learning app? You know, like just dance, you basically have to do the moves. Right. I wonder if there's like, a learning version of it instead of just for fun. I feel like there might be. That would be good. I don't know what it is, though. Yeah. We can look into it. <laughs> yeah. I'll do that on my off time. <laughs> okay. Good. Ready for one more question? Yes. I'm yes. so ready. Okay. We don't have an age for this person. Thank God. Age <laughs> is nothing but a number. <laughs> I work in the entertainment industry, and my perfectionism has really started to affect my productivity. Is this my diary? <laughs> it's gotten to the point where I don't want to make art because I can't live up to the standards I place for myself. I always have a perfect image of my head of what I want my work to look like. And when I can't replicate that precisely, I give up. How do you overcome self-doubt and find the energy to finish projects that you start? I don't want my own mental roadblocks to become my artistic downfall. From a perfect mass. Cute. Wow. I feel this on a very molecular level. What Are you a perfectionist? Would you consider nope. yourself? Nope, not at all. Oh my God, let me have your brain. No, but you actually like accomplish your own things. So do you. Well, yeah, I have a few thoughts. <laughs> Wait, okay, this is incredible. So, oh yeah, before we were recording, we were talking about waking up. So uh -huh. you say that you have a hard time waking up and you procrastinate leaving. Yes, leaving my bed. That is correct. <laughs> leaving your bed. Oh, I thought you meant leaving your house. Uh, both things. Uh, but the first step of waking up turns out is actually just getting out of your bed, which sure. uh, is hard to do. Have you ever tried one of those alarm clocks where you yes. have to... Yes. 
Yes, and I've spent like $100 to be like, evolved. I'm going to wake up to the, the sounds of a Buddhist monk whispering positive affirmations for me while I hear rain from the distance and a fairy godmother telling me, you will be wonderful today. Just start the day now. And then the chimes happen no! and then you and then you arise and then, you know, you drink your like matcha latte and you're like, I'm happy. <laughs> Is that how happiness N- works? No, my morning's like, and then snooze without fail. Actually, no, what happens is right when I'm about to get out of bed, my kitty cats come and get super cozy. Oh, no. And they hear me like about to get up. And Wilbur, who's like 30 pounds, is just a human cuddle monster. And mm-hmm. and then I'm like, well, I can't get we up now. Never. He's so cozy. <laughs> That's sweet that your cats cuddle, though. Mine they both do. do not. I'm sorry. Why? That's fine. One of them I don't think likes me. And the other, <laughs> one, <laughs> the other one is so cute, but he like walks on my face a mm. lot. And I can't. Well, they do that. That's... Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, that's so cool that you're not perfectionistic, though. What... I wish I was more. Really? Well, I mean, you're always going to want what you're not, right? So curly yeah, hair, straight hair, greener. whatever. Right. Or grass and being greener. If you have brown grass, though, maybe don't have grass, <laughs> yeah, you know? Well, you don't anymore. If your grass is brown, you Yeah, don't especially really in have. California, don't waste that water. No, Although we're not in a drought anymore. Which is... Apparently. Awesome. For the moment. For the moment. It's been raining like crazy. Um, yeah. But the first thing that came to my mind with perfect mess, mm. is that correct, mm-hmm. is that um, enter- the entertainment industry isn't about one person. It's it's a collective process. And unless, well, even if you are the showrunner of, let's say, a TV show, a, a group of people are making your vision come true. So at a certain point, when you're hired to do what you do, you're never given free reign to just do whatever you want, however you want it, whenever you want it. There's always a deadline. You have to find what's efficient and... And still deliver what you're asked. Mm-hmm. So it's much different than if, if I'm just choreographing. Like I have like a list of songs that I want to choreograph to that I never have. Right. Um, I'm not saying I, I won't ever. But um, there's a beauty in a deadline. And knowing that you only have six hours of rehearsal. Or a lot of times one hour with the lead actor. And then you're shooting it. Right. So by default of that. And, and maybe that comes from a bit of an improv background too. Is that. There is a freedom to like not knowing what you're doing until you're doing it. Right. And you can't be precious about it or be a perfectionist. Um, and, and to me also limitations is a really great creative engine because uh, it, it will make you think of a different way than if you would have just had all the time in the world without any limitations like that. That to me is daunting. Yeah. The only way I can make anything is with a deadline. Mm-hmm. Like my creative process, at least for dance alone, is I'll find a song and then I'll want to choreograph to it and then I'll do four sessions of two hours each and I'll hate everything that I make. And then right before I have like a shoot day or a class is the day I pull it together. Of course. I hate that though. Uh, That's okay. <laughs> it's okay I, mean, I hate it. It works though, but I... I mean, that's the everyone's process is different. Yeah. So for me, a lot of times process is like just sitting down and thinking about something for a long time. Yeah. And I won't actually choreograph anything. I'll think of like big picture, like what I want it to be or what is the story saying or really let the music like really marinate on the changes and what's interesting about it. And then at a certain point, you just have to let it go. Yeah. I think that this is, a. I think. Unless she's a scientist. <laughs> yes. Like if I was a doctor, I wouldn't want to be like, well, you know, just improving the surgery. <laughs> Give you don't me really a have to know brush. Where- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would. Someone- I would really hope that, like, if I was getting plastic surgery, that my doctor was a perfectionist. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. I was telling. I mean, I tell literally everyone this. I also was like working on a book last year, and I haven't wrote. Congratulations. Well, I mean, 
I thank you. Is it going to be half upside down? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Okay, the, the second half is just going to be in gibberish. Goody. Yay. That's actually really fun. Last year, I started writing a book, and one of the, I think the first chapter was me defending perfectionism. And it was like, of course it's bad. But also, I feel like it was the reason why whatever I made, I was happy with. Because I wouldn't stop until I liked it. So I feel like if I wasn't a perfectionist, then it would just be passable mm-hmm. but maybe I think you wouldn't. have I think you have an amazing aesthetic and you do work tirelessly to get it just so even with like your calligraphy yeah and like seeing like how you reorganize a shelf and, and obviously your aesthetic with your with your what started from just your website and where you've like you've literally created an empire because you are a perfectionist yeah. and it's really amazing and and sometimes Thanks. the hardest part of all that it is, is lonely mm. because you know how you want it and yeah. it's easier just to do it yourself right and oh. so that's hard because it's isolating but you know as long as you can have moments where you're releasing and not everything has to be about perfection right and embracing the ugly parts of life and the creative process right that's oh my god! I feel like I'm getting the advice now, which I love. She's totally crying. You guys can't see it. No, I, she's not. She's not. She's not. I am full on tears. <laughs> I've just learned how to wrangle my voice in. <laughs> she's currently in child's pose, rocking herself side to side. <laughs> she's fine, everybody. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. Speaking of crying, I love it. And sometimes you ever just feel like you want to cry, but you don't have any tears. <laughs> this is Ariana Grande's. Song. Is that is that really a lyric? Like, yeah, I mean, no tears left to cry. I don't really know the lyrics. No but... Is that the right song? Yeah. It's exactly how she sings. Yeah. I think that's exactly the words. And then she picks it up. And yeah, then she's she like... picks, and she literally says, I'm picking it up. I'm picking oh. it up. That's good, though. Um, do I ever feel like I want to cry? No. I think my... Uh, so, okay, well, hold on. Uh, it's much deeper than that. It's much more fucked up than you think. Sorry I said fucked up. I don't know if this is a kid-friendly podcast. Uh, this really Kids is cry, too. Kids cry, too. Almost more. 100%. Um, and I think being a creative, being an independent woman living in L.A., you, uh, you, 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 you have a very high threshold for everything yeah and there's a there's a beautiful and sad part to be like i chose this this is what i wanted i'm fine i'm fine it's fine it's fine i got this it's fine it's fine it's fine i'm fine everything's fine it's fine and because you have to be productive and you have to deal with parking you have to deal with everything that happens in a daily la basis and the rejection and the disappointments and the babies that get killed from creative projects i don't mean to say babies that get killed but it's like a thing people say in la Mm -hmm. which is we should find a different yeah uh, is like a is a lot uh, yeah, maybe uh, let's think of you know. Can we kill our unicorns? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, they're not we real. We could definitely do that. that unicorns funny. are not real, by the way. Do I you believe... think they're real? No. Okay. Does people do people does all the all the people's do's? Um. Oh, I don't like, know. Not really, right? Do you think? Do you think Bigfoot's real? Um. If I had enough proof, I would. Okay. Anyways. Now you know why I crumbled during that, that rapid fire question. The thing about me is I'm so gullible. I believe anything except that unicorns are real. <laughs> <laughs> except the one thing I know for fact. That is the only thing I'm sure of. Unicorns are just horses playing dress up. Yep. Um, I forget what I was saying. What was I saying? <laughs> LA is hard. Oh, so crying. Yes. I don't let myself cry. <gasps> Ever? And so I, that's not, well, I'm getting to the punchline slash the cry fest. Um, so I build up this tolerance and oh. I kind of become like void of emotion, mm. like highs, highs and lows, lows. 
yeah, 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 that makes sense. The highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. I'm, yeah. I become kind of neutral. Yeah. Otherwise, it's hard to function with all this amazing news that the next yeah. day gets taken from you or vice versa. Right. Um, it's a real roller coaster of emotions. So to balance that, I've stayed steady and a, a little bit void of emotion. And then every now and then I will just have a total breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be like uh, like with Crazy X ending, I like cried my face off. And, you know, obviously periods are fun for that, too. Right. <laughs> I feel like crying is so cathartic that almost sometimes I induce it. Because sure. I'm like, I haven't had a cry in um, seven days. Let's go. <laughs> Not seven days. Oh, well, you know, I mean, that's healthy. Well, how do you induce it? You watch... Yeah, I'll either kind of... watch a like a person from the army coming back to their family in one of those surprise videos, mm. or I'll listen to some really sad songs, or I'll watch like a rom com. Smart. I, love I mean, it. the TV definitely gets me. Like, this is us. I'm like, I know what they're trying to do. I haven't seen I, it, but everyone's weeping. Uh, I, I get a, I get a little weepy, or like a Budweiser commercial every now and then. A Budweiser <laughs> commercial. Budweisers. Yeah, like those, you know, just every now and then a commercial gets you and you're like, well, looks like I have some emotions to unfold here. Totally. Thanks Dude, for that. Dove commercials are Dove the commercials. ones. Really? Yeah. What is their current Dove campaign? Dove commercials are always like hitting you in the heartstrings of what either what you think that you're not good enough at or like they really target women a lot because of their deodorant line. And so mm. they'll just like harp on women's insecurities. And I'm like, yeah, but it's but it's in a good way. So like they'll they know that we're insecure about this one thing. So they'll do like a women empowerment thing about that one mm. thing, showing how natural it is and how like powerful we are. Do you wear natural deodorant? Well, sometimes. <laughs> the thing about some natural deodorants is that you got to reapply them. I oh. love what they're about, and I love the smell of them. I just mm. have to apply them more. Right. That's yeah. the trick. What about you? Well, in your deodorant habits. She's experimenting with natural deodorants currently, and uh, I just, I, it's like, it, it's, it's like if I've been trying to go vegan and I just like see a steak and have to have the steak, but like I, I'll try to be natural, and then I have like a dove aerosol spray speaking of death and aerosols are not the opposite of natural turns out um <laughs> turns out. <laughs> there was like the whole ozone thing that we were really into like the aerosol sprays and then i was like in the car i'm like ah! and i'll yeah. just like spray it like while in traffic so <laughs> so you're really not contributing i'm just a real hypocrite that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> this is a good time for us to take a break so i can put some more deodorant on while cat gives us an extra piece of advice you can find at just a tip podcast on instagram and we'll be right back carmax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you because at carmax we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car you should love your car that's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here she is. Back here to me. she is, and we're back. Kat is here taking a break from polishing your multiple Emmys. Oh, so sorry. I just have one. You really? I, I have more. one Emmy and three World Choreography Awards. Oh. Yeah, ma'am. That's so good. How did you feel when you got your first Emmy? Oh, it was it was pretty nutty. Um, I mean, I felt a lot of things. Like, uh, I felt overwhelmed and very excited. And, and I felt very free in the sense that, like, it, choreographing for a comedy and being able to do, like, a Fred Astaire and Ginger number about, like, the lyric was, um, compared to your broken condom, I'm plan B. And, like, being mm-hmm. able to play and be silly and to have the dance community yeah. support and respect my work was, like, what? Wait, what? Wait, really? Wait, Wait huh? really? For me? Me just being me? <laughs> and it was, like, a really wonderful time to be like, oh, okay. If things aren't meant for you, then there's something else that's going to happen. And this was was awesome. And it also strangely felt like my wedding. <laughs> I love this. Because <laughs> my mom and dad came into town and I had some friends that came. And, you know, you get all dolled up and you go to the ball. And there there is the ball. And we were the last to leave the ball. And it just, I felt like just so celebrated and loved. And it felt like a wedding. And I was just, I guess I'm just married to my career. But uh, <laughs> Anyways, it, uh, it was it was really special. And beyond that, it was really special to be there with my folks and then also share it with Quest Crew. Yeah. Which they were in the very first film I ever choreographed. Oh, which um, was this? Uh, when was it? What? Oh, oh it was like an 09 freak dance. It's like oh. a really, really low budge UCB right, right. film. Um, yeah, that the, they, they, they were like just one America's Best Dance Crew. And they have like a battle with beat freaks and it's like the doctors versus the nurses That's so and i'm cool. sure they were like who is this girl what are we doing but they're so down and so funny they're awesome so like what a what a special night Truly. and then i and i and i got to run into um a bunch of people that i admire and have worked with like david wayne and rob cordery from children's hospital and they had one so we literally like sword fighted with their emmys it was very dumb <laughs> um that's what people do with their emmys you guys <laughs> if you ever wanted to know you heard it here first <laughs> What okay, so actually, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this, but I think it's so cool that you do choreography with comedy too, because you've always been doing that. Like when I first met you, you were doing uh, improvised musicals. Is that right? At UCB? Uh, quick and funny musicals. They're not improvised. Oh, but okay, yeah. Okay. And then you have choreographed for truly almost every comedic TV show there's ever been, from what I know. So how did you, I, not, it's like not supposed to be an interview, but like I need to know. <laughs> Just like, because it's so interesting to me because like I love dance and I love comedy. Yeah. And you have melded the two so well into this is what you do. Like you are the expert and the go-to person for it. So how how did you find yourself in that position? Um, well, to be honest, like the, the very beginning of UCB was I, I was working next door at a clothing shop. Mm. I was uh working a native and they literally went door to door to meet their neighbors like right when they opened up the theater here in LA and so I got to know Walsh and Besser and Jimmy from the booth and Ian Roberts like that way and like would pop in with Susan if she was painting the walls and um I just like was around you know and I was like oh this is exciting and then I I just was really drawn to um comedy folk you know and and I was also a professional dancer at the time Mm -hmm. and so I would take improv classes and my friends would have sketches and they'd want me to choreograph it. And so I just kind of learned the art of game um, and also how to support 
the game through dance and uh. not have it outshine or otherwise, unless it's supposed to be like, and then they dance like crazy for no reason. It's like you have to serve the text, which is I think a lot of choreographers maybe don't understand. Um, and then also just like, you know, that 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 was like an 05, I think. And so we choreographed this UCB musical on stage every Friday for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And then they made that into the movie, which is where I met Quest and stuff. And also, too, for me, like, I, you know, I had moved to L.A. And I, you know, I know you mentioned earlier how I'm so hip hop down. Um, I really do love hip hop and I would just take hip hop classes. But I'm 5'10", like really kind of basic bitch white girl so to speak <laughs> i mean i'm not but imagine not, me when i first moved to la your little rear i love shaking my rear yeah in the taboo <laughs> video they were like it was so overwhelming it was all these like you know am- amazing street dancers with street names and then they called me k flames and they're like everyone dance in the circle and people were like spitting on their heads and i was like i'm gonna split yeah. and then shake my butt at the same time <laughs> yeah you were like twerking in a full-on split and people were eating it up, of Give course. Give the people what they want. Give them what they want. Give them and what shake they that want. Split. <laughs> shake that split. So I don't know if I really answered your question, but it, it also hearkening back to like what the earlier question is, is there is a beauty and limitation. Like I didn't feel like I was booking those like hot girl things. Yeah. And everything that was like five, ten dancers were like body conscience which in dance languages show up basically naked which i did not know when i was auditioning i thought it meant be conscious of your body so don't show too much what was your like most embarrassing outfit oh my god i mean when everybody else was like you know exactly oh when everybody was sexed out because you know exactly the bra i'm talking about there's like a bra with like like gold yes 100 uh but other than that i mean all of my stuff was like really embarrassing it was like harm pants from american apparel and Mm -hmm. one of those bras Mm -hmm. and it's just like what i don't even know what shoes i was wearing maybe like combat boots at the time like i haven't auditioned a dance audition in like four years yeah and i'm fine with it they're very hard it's so soul crushing Mm. because you go into a room that has 500 other girls that look just like you and they're skinnier and taller and prettier and it's just like you know you don't belong or that's how it feels yeah exactly if everyone feels that way that like oh i just don't belong because even though you look the same as everybody else in a way Mm -hmm. because they're just looking for someone that's like five four and it's got brown hair and can dance and it's like okay that's all of us typecasting is also so hurtful but it's also like typecasting in a way if you don't know what it is basically you go into a room stand in a line and then people just go up to you and say either thank you for coming or please stay and sometimes and meanwhile you can't speak a word nope you can't be a person (laughs) you're literally for hours silent staring at yourself in the mirror and comparing yourself to every girl next to you yeah that's so trash and they can talk but you can't yeah i feel like sometimes it's a blessing that I'm like, okay, good. If it, if it's a look thing, like they're just looking for something else. Awesome. But sometimes I'm like, I could probably dance what you want. So what, mm-hmm. who cares what I look like if we're going to be wearing masks anyway? Like it doesn't matter. I don't know. With typecasting, you're also like, did you not look at the picture? But, right. um, but, but a lot of, a lot of dancers don't look like their pictures. That's true. <laughs> so it's really hard to tell. Yeah. But, but you know, like I think what you were just saying is like, we felt creatively silenced a Mm -hmm. little bit and felt different and that frustration Mm -hmm. is what drives you to do something different and to create your own voice and it it takes a long time to get there and but that's what I think with me in like comedy choreography it's like oh I studied comedy and I was improvising with all these people and was also a dancer so I'm able to like legitimize their vision and and especially like with Crazy X for example it was like you know 
there was a lot of times where the note was like dance less. <laughs> oh, really? And you have to let your ego go and be right. like, okay, uh, sure. Sure. Um, I'll choreograph less, I guess, if you want. Or, or he would just stand there and sing this point. Or uh. it's just a close-up. And the lyrics are really tricky. So no dancing. And you're like, oh, okay, great. Right. But you have to understand that it's not about you. And same with even mm. an audition. If you're able to, like, get out of your head and maybe say it's not about me. Who knows? Maybe that's why I'm an emotional um, void. <laughs> I think saying it's not about me is a great exercise for yeah. anyone. Nothing really is because everyone's so self-involved. To be honest. Yeah. I mean, even if they are like the most spiritual down people in the world, it's still about their spiritual practice. And it's not about it's not about you. Yeah. I always forget that it's not about me when I'm like <laughs> dealing with people where I'll, I think I may say something that either is very dumb or a joke that didn't land or I just come off ignorant or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm always harping on it in my mind. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe this just happened. And I'll play it for like months or definitely at least weeks unless it's something really traumatizing but the other day something happened and I felt so embarrassed for like three hours and then after the thing happened I went up to the guy I like it was in an escape room and I ran one of the doors opened really fast Mm -hmm. and for some reason they let us have coffee in this escape room which is not normal Mm. because like there's so many like gadgets and things that you could break if it spilled Lo and behold, I something popped out at me, which was just a door opening. It, nothing popped out at me. But of course, I'm victimizing myself in this escape room. And I'm like, oh, this is happening to me. And so the door opens because we got a puzzle, right? And I bolt. I jolt all the way to the other side of the room. And I slam into three people along the way. Oh, no. One of those people had a coffee. The lid opened up. It fell all on my head. It fell on him, another friend, and another guy. Oh, my gosh. It was the worst, like, Projectile coffee bomb. running. Yeah. And so I felt so bad because one of the guys was like, Christ. And I was like, oh, my God. I, I hope that, like, I didn't offend him by me being jolty. Like, that's just who I am. <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. I am panicky. And so for three hours i was like oh i think he might be mad at me because and also I, you have no idea who this person is i no, i do he's oh, a, oh, a friend oh. of mine but still like gotcha. i we weren't close enough for me to be like my bad dude like i just sure. couldn't like make i mean i guess i could have made a joke but i was just like very scared and so i went up to him and i was like sorry for like running into you with the coffee and he was like oh i forgot that happened but for three <laughs> hours i was like he hates me he hates uh-huh. me he hates me he hates me he hates me so, yeah, I think realizing that it's not about you would be a great thing for me to remember in mm-hmm. moments like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, with that being said. Unless it's your podcast. And then it's all and about And then you. it's all about me. <laughs> uh, before we get into our second act, do you have anything that you're completely obsessed with right now that people need to know about? Yes. Well, Two things. <gasps> uh, one is this lighter that is a, has a USB plug-in. Um huh? Uh, you can Amazon it, and I also found it from the store in Highland Park. But lighter USB plug-in is what I'm searching. So it's long, and you never oh. have to refill it. You just plug it in. It's a USB plug Stop that you can use it right now. with anything, aren't they? Let me see. The- oh wow! Careful. I just yes, yes. Okay, yes. So it looks like a little pregnancy test, but I- gold. Well, yeah. <laughs> I posted about it, and then all of a sudden, I got very interesting messages. Um, <laughs> and is- mine was white. I bought the white one. Good <laughs> <a> dummy. <laughs> Turns out. To be fair, it was a pregnancy test. Um, so wait, 
you plug it into your USB and then it's uh, electric. Yeah, there's some like electric current that's like, zzz. it's also very satisfying to like light something with because it feels like magic. Yeah. Oh, I love this. And then there's another thing for the back of your phone that um, I current I just bought a new phone so I don't have it, but it's called an Isling. So oh. it, it's really hard. Like those, I know I that there's like the bobbles or whatever. Yeah, they've got uh, pop sockets. Pop sockets. Um, so it's a sling and then it's, and then it's, um, elastic on one side and then there's two little wire things that fold out so you can prop your phone and look at it. And then you can also just hold it like this. And so literally oh. on set when I'm choreographing, it's like, I need my phone in my hand because a lot of times I'll be doing notes or running around and that kind of thing. And I just hold my phone. I've never dropped my phone right. because of this thing. I think it's called ice sling or if it's like elastic ice holder sling. and they're really cheap. So you kind of have to replace them after a while, but, mm-hmm. um, I'm so obsessed with those two things. And basically everybody on my Christmas list got them. <laughs> this is a Christmas episode, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Of course. Do you have Oh, you have don't you have like my favorite things thing? My where you do like your don't you have like a list of your favorite things? We have a second segment that we'll get to in a second that we tell like a quick little tip on our favorite tips. Oh, well, the, anyways, this is the, these are the things I'm obsessed with currently. Like I I don't know why I'm obsessed. I don't oh, I, do I don't have a often get obsessed, thing, but that's on YouTube. But I that's do my what favorite, I was thinking of. Yes. We do do that. Christmas time. Uh, but we will just play this episode until Christmas. We're just going to. Oh, great. We will. This is what we'll do. We <laughs> will republish the episode in a different pitch every week. Oh, cute. Until Christmas. <laughs> We're going to love it. We'll just we'll just meow one whole episode. Meow, 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 meow. Yeah. But I don't know if that's what you mean by obsessed, but I'm obsessed with those two yes. things. No, those are great things. I have seen a lighter very similar, but the lighter that I had was not a USB charger. So the batteries were bad. Hmm. You don't need no batteries. <laughs> With this guy? Is this a reference I don't know? No, I'm just being weird. No, I'm just doing the <laughs> you bit. You don't need no batteries. <laughs> <laughs> it is time, Kat, for our next segment where we don't have a jingle for it. So in the meantime of us getting a jingle, would you do some sort of sound after I introduce it? Yes, of course. Okay. And now for a segment we call Tip Jar. Tip, 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 jar. Make sure to tip, 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 jar. The laugh was my favorite touch. <laughs> it was uh, incredible. One I, of the best. I was going to say like, make sure to tip your waitress, but I could have. Anyways, <laughs> but I bits, did bits it. of your. We, I love that. Honestly, that's my new phone ringtone. That's the one that's going to get me out of bed every, every day. <laughs> well, that's my new should... snooze alarm. <laughs> tip jar is where I go to Twitter and I take suggestions. One or two word suggestions that were tweeted at me. And we have to weigh in with our two cents on each topic. Oh, goodness. Any tip whatsoever. You can take the word in any type of direction. Okay. Okay. The first suggestion is denim. Oh, you already did your jean tip, so we need a new one. I was going to have a different denim tip. Okay, you have a lot of denim tips. Mm-hmm. Denim on top, denim on bottom. Ooh, same color denim, different color denims. Same. Same, same. Same, same. Finding the same color denim is a tip. I mean, a trick. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> tips and tricks. Tips and tricks. That uh-huh. also sounds like a, a prostitution company. It really does. <laughs> yep, it does. Okay, so same color denim on denim. Okay, my tip for denim is... Oh, I have a great tip on denim. If you are shopping for vintage jeans, a la Levi's or Wrangler or Lee, go at least three sizes above what you are. Because for some reason, the way that they're sized is atrocious. Mm -hmm. And if you try on the same size that you are, you're going to feel bad about yourself. Also, as a woman, you can try on the men's sizes. (gasps) I do that because I want like the high-waisted ones. Oh, are men's high-waisted? 
they're a little bit higher. I just, none of the girls fit me. So I just yeah. have the men's sizes. Ooh, I love wearing men's clothes. That's my thrift shop tip. I always get men's clothes in a thrift shop. Amazing. The next suggestion is earthquakes. Keep a kit. What is in your earthquake? I, I don't know. I haven't opened it. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but you have it. My mom actually. Okay. My mom's actually more prepared than I am. My mom got me a backpack that is red and I keep it in my car and it's an earthquake kit. It's in your car. What happens if there's an earthquake in your house? Well, then um, SOL, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need a secondary well, backpack. I mean, I'm sure I have a flashlight and water and a blank. Like if, if I'm in an earthquake in my house, I think I'll be okay. But if I'm in my car, mm. then then I don't have all that other stuff. I, I bet you there's, I should maybe see what's in the kit. Yeah, it would be nice to peek open. But I assume that if she bought it and it's just for earthquakes, it's mm-hmm. got to be pretty great. Yeah. Well, and you're supposed to keep tennis shoes in your car or something so you can run. Oh, I don't do that. Because, <laughs> you know, like as a woman, if you're wearing high heels and then you're like in an accident, <laughs> Me the patriarchy just will get you. Me on a normal day. <laughs> I also don't wear, I'm wearing a full on like floor, floral dress and um You're wearing a Vans. maxi silk robe. It <laughs> Literally <looks> like. in Vans <laughs> and I a baseball it. cap. <laughs> That's balance, baby. <laughs> Uh, a good earthquake tip from me is I think that you're supposed to stand inside the doorway. Yeah. I for I just learned that this past year. A secondary earthquake tip is if you think it's an earthquake, check Twitter because then you'll find out instantly. <laughs> Why is that the thing for Twitter? I feel like Twitter is only used for politics in, if there was an earthquake. Or if people die. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why we all go, that was weird. And then you go to Twitter. Right? Oh, like, it did why, happen. What is it? change um i don't know nothing i guess you you want to like um suffer together i suppose i guess suffer a little brain sneeze because there hasn't been really an earthquake in a while an earthquake is like a earth stomach grumble (laughs) (laughs) just a little hungry feed me People. Yeah, there really. I mean, since I've lived here, there hasn't been anything crazy. Oh, I remember one time I was sleeping and I woke up and the stuff was really shaken. But that was the only time. That was like four years ago. I was dating a guy at the time, and we <laughs> we sat up so quickly, like that one scene in Home Alone when they <laughs> oversleep, and they're like, "We did it again!" And he was like <laughs> that quick, and then we just hugged each other Aww. and just were like, "Oh my god, this is crazy!" It was. Very weird. I just sleep through earthquakes because you know how I feel about sleeping. The same. Yeah. Okay. A chip tip. You have a tip on chips. Yes. Okay. So okay. I'll tell you. Chips are great, right? Yes. So they come in the bag and everybody just like reaches their hand all deep into the chip bag. Here's what you do. You fold down the top of the chip bag <gasps> as if you would like roll up your pants, but down. And then it's like a little bowl. And then you just keep on doing it until you get to the bottom. So your hands don't get all greasy on the way down. This is an amazing tip. You're welcome. Have you ever told anybody this tip? Oh, I tell everyone I see when I, while I'm doing <laughs> it's it. It's the first thing I do even before I introduce myself. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Hi, have you heard of this chip tip? Also on cat. <laughs> I, it's, my party, it's my party trick. I do that with... Chipotle bags. I just rip the top off, but I don't do that with like ruffles. Oh, yeah, you can just fold it down. It doesn't. It doesn't rip or break or anything. I love this. Yeah, You're that's welcome. a great chip tip. My chip tip is eat one salt and vinegar chip per every plain chip you eat. <laughs> oh wait, no. Okay, so this is what I do for chips and uh, popcorn. Is I'll get one chip that's like very like has a good personality or like strong personality. <laughs> 
<laughs> a tip that has a very strong sense of itself, like a salt and vinegar or a popcorn that's like a sea salt caramel or something, you know, <laughs> something crazy. And so I'll take the, the crazy one and then I'll also, I'll like basically give a straight man to the crazy one. So I'll do like, I'll mix the popcorns, one flavor with a plain one or a chip, one crazy flavor with a plain one. And then it's almost like roulette. You don't really know what you're going to get. Fine. And so you don't get sick of it. They have Trader Joe's popcorn like that Aww. with the um. There's Trader Joe's popcorn bag is like caramel and regular or something. Oh, you don't know that? Well, I guess I'm not the only one then. Oh, we've already done no. this one. Trader Joe's is very smart. I just was saying Trader you're as smart sick. as Trader Joe's. So. Yeah. Then I'm I'm Trader Joe's smart. <laughs> deodorant we've already done. So we we gave our tips on deodorant. Sure. <laughs> We're just flying through these. <laughs> We're doing a really good job. Okay. So cars. Do you have a tip on cars? Mm. It could go anywhere. It could also be the movie cars or the ride at Disneyland. Or it could be uh, a good something to listen to when you're in a car. Or it could Cars. Cars. Just get a Prius. Just have a, Prius. a hybrid. Maybe not a Prius, but have a hybrid. You spend so much money on gas. It's such a waste and it's so bad for the environment. I know. Anyways, I know it's like not as exciting or whatever, but like. <laughs> that was good. But I don't know. I just save a lot of money on gas. Yeah. Like, period. And that's that. Have you seen, obviously you've seen La La Land, but uh, the one part where Emma Stone is getting her car. We have the same car, by the way. I have a g- mint green Prius. Oh, was it mint green? Yes. Oh. I think. Yes, it was. That's right? cute. Clementine, it was mint green. She, I'll look it up. Keep talking. I'll look it so up. So what's the thing? What's the, what were you going to say about La La Land? Oh, that uh, when she goes to valet to get her car because she lives in LA, she's like, it's the Prius and uh-huh. he opens the box and there's like 60 Prius keys. That's <laughs> exactly. truly, that's LA, I would say. I mean, I grew up in Texas or I'm from Texas and um, it's comical how different the cars are. They are massive and everyone has a massive like Yukon or something. Right. That is. Yeah, no, we have the same car. Cute. I always wanted a a bug for so long. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's not me anymore, but when I was younger. What do you drive now? Well, I don't want to talk about it. Why? Because it's a massive gus gas guzzler? (laughs) It truly is. You know, to each their own. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Before I learned about the environment (laughs) is when I got this car. Well, I'm sorry. Did you learn about the environment five years ago? Mm -hmm. Like, the environment's been messed up for a very long time. (laughs) It was actually passed down to me. Oh, that's okay. What is it? It was not. Are they gas guzzlers? I mean, I I used to have a Jeep Wrangler. So that was like, I was actually really broke. And like, I remember being like, I can't put, I'd put $10 on my Jeep Wrangler to like go to an audition. Mm -hmm. And I would just literally go down the block and I'd run out of gas. Oh, no. I was like, I'm too broke to put money in my car to make it to the audition to make money. Right. Oh, man. I could have taken the Metro or something, but come on now. <laughs> have you ever ran out of gas when you were driving? Yes. Also, hot tip, do not run out of gas with an electric car because it's very expensive because it basically shuts down the computer of like a Prius and you have to like take it into the dealership to get it um, restarted. Wait. Okay. So I don't know much about Priuses aside from that they're good for the environment. But mm-hmm. so it's it's half electric and half gas? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a hybrid, so yeah. <laughs> so you have to charge it, but you No, won't... it's not electric, sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Um, It's a hybrid, but it's not electric. Well, I should, you know, let's... let's I don't know Google anything Prius. about... Let's do a quick... It is... T- it's not electric. It does take gas, but it uses <laughs> less oh gas God. when you brake or something like that. Look at my... Okay, I'm going to zoom in this so what? you can see how ridiculous my Google search was. I'm so excited. Is Jerry Seinfeld Googling this? <laughs> 
what's up with Priuses? <laughs> <laughs> what's up with Priuses? What's up with Priuses? Is it Prius I? Toyota struggles to save breakthrough Prius hybrid. Uh-oh. Well, after this podcast, they won't be struggling. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know much about Prius I. <laughs> um, but I do know that they are good. It's two different kinds of power. Yeah. As but it's an internal electric. Com- combustion an engine to drive an electric generator that powers an electric motor, but it also uses gas. So like if you're if you're braking, it's using Listen, I'm really good at car stuff. Um, <laughs> there's an electric thing and then there's a gas thing. They take turns, which one they want to use, and it saves gas. They take turns. That's so cute. They take turns. They work on shifts. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> okay. Oh, my car tip is... Oh. oh. Oh, my car tip is to fill up your gas tank when it hits the halfway mark. And then you'll never run out of gas. Wow. That was from my mom. Really? Do you do that, though? Mm-hmm. Mm. You're obviously not a procrastinator. <laughs> mm. I am, but it I procrastinate in small increments to where it doesn't feel like procrastinating. Mm. Like what? Like I have to do something by Monday, and I've only done it a little bit, but I've what definitely thought about it. It's a brand deal video where mm-hmm. I have to do, shoot like five days worth of stuff, and I've, I'm going to fake it. I'm going to do <laughs> – it's going to be like two days, and I'm going to just change my clothes. Smart. Well, that's, I don't think that's procrastinating. I think that's um, being efficient. Thank you. You're, uh, you're, you're using the most of your time, the most efficient way possible. You're maximizing your time. And thank you so much. You're so welcome. <laughs> okay, we have three more. Let's knock them out of the park. Food delivery. What do you got? Tips on food delivery. I guess here's my tip. Maybe forget that you can do it Ooh. so you can actually make food at home and eat better. Wow. That's wildly different than my tip. <laughs> my tip was to get the unlimited version of it so that you don't. I just be- found out you can like pay $10 a month for yeah. what, what's, what's one of those? Postmates. Postmates. Un- un- yeah. I think Postmates Unlimited, I think it ends up being like $12 a month, but it's like what, 100 whatever dollars um, per year. And then essentially you get so much more unlimited free delivery because you've already paid like the one-time fee. I mean, it's like the Amazon Prime scheme of it all i mean you pay a premium but it seems like you're getting better and you can just like postmates whatever right like i need toilet paper the one caveat to that is that you have to order more than 15 dollars worth of something that's doable yeah but what if you only want like thing three things at taco bell that's gonna be like 20 cents taco bell for everyone (laughs) oh that's cute. whether they ask for it or not who would not ask for taco bell uh, a person oh. in a small recording studio that uh, doesn't want to fart in public. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right. Heights. Do you have a tip on heights? Um, I'm having a lot of thoughts about heights, actually. Really? Let's yeah, dive into Yeah, I mean, because as being a 5'10 woman, it's surprising how many people like to tell me that I'm tall. Ooh. And they always want to comment on my height. What does so that maybe- make you feel like? just big oh in a bad way uh you know it's because like they're recognizing that you're taller than everyone else around them and that Uh. they're feeling tall once again not about me they maybe feel insecure because i'm tall right and when i had like one of my very first job interviews i was wearing heels 
and it was for a production company and I was way taller than the man I was who like owned mm. the company and at the end of it he said just a tip um don't wear heels to an interview it makes people feel uncomfortable <gasps> so then when like I came to LA and as a dancer I was like hiding in the back corner and I still kind of make excuses for my height and I feel like I'm trying to be smaller than I am right so I have a lot of feelings about height but as a choreographer and someone that's supposed to be in charge I feel comforting yeah I feel comforted by my stature automatically just giving me some kind of like power definitely like if I was five feet tall maybe it'd be harder to like spot me or listen to me or whatever which is a generalization but um true though yeah in general like maybe don't talk about people's heights unless they want to talk to you about it that's a really good tip I think (laughs) because I feel like I've I mean I I am sure I've done that to people and I, I bet that it feels that way too because I guess I mean when people I guess I'm average size like I'm 5'4 I feel like that's the normal like of American women I think that's like kind of just very down the middle of the road but like when anybody comments on anything I'm doing that I'm insecure about but they don't know mm. like with food oh my god if you talk about like what I've ordered or how much I'm eating or how quickly I'm eating I hate that oh i absolutely hate that i apologize before i start eating because i eat really really slow like it's kind of a bummer like oh, really? everyone's ready to go and i'm still eating but like alone <laughs> <laughs> do you like eating slow because you like to taste it more just don't know i just eat slow like it's not really conscious i just eat slow how slow are we talking like how um, if you were to go to a restaurant how long would it take you to or to finish like um us a, a big salad or uh, I don't really know, but you could have eaten three by the time I finished mine. No way. Yeah, especially if you eat fast, maybe four. That's so long. I mean, but it's, you know, if we're talking and we're at dinner. Oh, well, yeah. And... If you're, but I mean, if you were alone. No, I still eat slow. <laughs> yeah, 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 I just eat slow. I think it's good for you or whatever, but. It is. Have you ever tried to eat or chew a hundred times before you swallow that crazy thing no. that they say? What is that? I don't know. Someone said that once to me and I tried and it was, it's then, then I was probably. I also just think that's a terrible existence, like enjoying food and being like one, two, three, right? four, yeah, five, totally. six. Sorry. I know we're at dinner to catch up, but I'm just on 22. And if I keep talking to you, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose track. I'm going to start back at zero. 24, 25, 26, 27. No, no, that no. Is just wild. no, just no, just no, just no, just don't. Oh, my tip on heights is, ooh, ah. Okay. This is a, oh, ooh. Ah, and ooh, ooh, I have a tip for ah. this next su- subject. So I'll just tip on heights is don't look down. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to feel that excitement in your tummy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Our last and final tip before we close out is airplanes. Hmm. What do you got? Okay. Recline while you're taking off and try to fall asleep then. And unfortunately, that means you're going to sleep through the free refreshments. But mm-hmm. let's be honest. You can wake up whenever you want to get a Diet Coke. <laughs> refreshments. That's my tip. And also, That's never good. bring a tuna fish sandwich into a plane. Why would anyone ever? you got to stop doing that. Monsters. Monsters. I think my tip. Yeah, you travel a lot. So do you. No. No? Not really, no. Oh. I mean, like I go home and, but no, a lot of my jobs are here in LA. Ah. I mean, 95% of them are. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. I I do feel like I travel fairly frequently. So my tips on a shorter flight would be, well, I guess here, I'll do one for any length of flight, is if you feel like you're going down, like. <laughs> <laughs> Automatically, my head if was you, playing Alicia Keys. If you, I'm going down. If, 
What if the I whole plane doubt. just sing that out loud and that's on the tip. intercom? What if that song just started coming on and that was just a little goof from the pilot? That'd be fun. It would it be? <laughs> you mean like down like your like your airplane's about to crash? If you feel like there's so much turbulence and you're you're very scared that you're going down, going like you're gonna die. Uh-huh. This is yeah, just call it what it is. It's- <laughs> Is I think just imagine that you're on a roller coaster because then chances are you're not going down and it'll give you a little bit of like adrenaline rush while you're, you know, bouncing up in the air. So does that mean you put your hands up and you're like, wow, (laughs) (laughs) everyone hands up. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. You must be fun on airplanes. Yeah. Well, the thing about me is I really like roller coasters because I love the feeling of like feeling like my chest is, yeah, still in the air when my body is so far down. And so when turbulence happens, it's like mini roller coasters. So by, you know, the whatever that's called, the power of whatever. Association? Yeah. I'm just envisioning you with your hands up while oh on a plane that has like kind of a little bit of turbulence. <laughs> just the smallest amount. This girl has a blanket overhead. <laughs> yeah, that's my tip on airplanes is just embrace the turbulence. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With that being said, <laughs> where can people find you on the internet if they so wish? Um, well, I love a good gram every now and then. Instagram, Cat M Burns, like Marie, or like Mother, or like, or like whatever. Mammogram. Yes. <laughs> mammogram. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those hurt, apparently. I haven't had a real one. What? I don't know what a mammogram is. Uh, it's just like a giant machine pressing down on your boob to make sure you don't have cancer, you know. Don't you do that with your hands? Yeah, but sometimes if they're, you have to, if, if they see something, you have to go have a mammogram. Oh, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably really painful. Any hoozles. Cat Mammogram Burns. Um, (laughs) Cat M Burns on Instagram. And basically my Twitter is just like my Instagram reposted. Um, (laughs) Let's be honest. And if you want to like do like a deep dive of internet videos, I think I have like a YouTube channel of just like things I've choreographed. Oh, fun. So that's kind of fun and scary. The internet's a scary place. I don't really know what I have on it, to be honest. (laughs) It's a big place and it's only going to keep getting bigger. But you like have control of your internet presence. Whereas mine like, well, oops. I get excited and sad things. And then later I'm like, oh, no. My Google search, I'm glad I'm still alive because if I was not, people would be very confused with what was happening. <laughs> if you have a sticky situation or a burning concern, email us at justatipshow at gmail.com and be sure to sign off sleepless in Seattle style so we don't out your true persona. Double points if you mention your age because that only helps you in the end. Also, if you're looking for more things to do, Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Also, leave anything you want to hear more of or guess you want to come on in the future because I only do what you say. <laughs> that's the internet. I bow down to everyone that's <laughs> listening. Okay. Anyway, bye. Ta-ta. Really good callback. <laughs> that was a HeadGum Podcast.